Hey everyone, it's Adam, and you're listening to the Embrace Podcast. God is doing so many incredible things at all of our physical locations in South Dakota, in Minnesota, and also online. Learn more about Embrace and how to get connected at IamEmbrace.com. I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump in. So, uh, I am a people person. I love people, I love talking with people, I love trying to make them laugh, trying to make them smile, some of my favorite things to do. Uh, I also have a pretty high attention to detail, so I notice a lot of things in people, and sometimes I comment on the things that I notice. And that's usually a good thing because I usually just try to comment on the good stuff, uh, but sometimes in an effort to compliment people or make them laugh or smile, I say things that I shouldn't. So I'll give you an example, something like this. So uh, the other day I was hanging out with a group of friends and I noticed that one of my friends had gotten a haircut and it was quite a bit shorter than it had been and I really liked it. So I wanted to say something. So I said, hey girl, great haircut, looks awesome. And she said, hey, thanks. I'm trying something new. Thanks for noticing. Now, I should have stopped there, but I didn't. And I said, yeah, I really love it. Mom cut. Now, I'm still not sure why that was offensive, um, but apparently it was. Apparently, mom cut is never a compliment, even if that person is a mom, and even if you want it to be a compliment, okay? It's not one. Uh, I wish I would have known that. Another example, uh, the other day I was hanging out with the Sertoma campus of Embrace. I'm one of the pastors over there. By the way, if we've not met, my name is Travis. Glad to meet you. I like your haircut. Um, So anyway, we were hanging out, and Samantha, our campus coordinator, who is the very best person, by the way, uh, she seemed like she really wanted to share something, and she was really nervous about the thing that she wanted to share. So she was like, yeah, guys, I really wanted to tell you something, but I'm not really sure how to say it, but... And I jumped in, and I jokingly said, you're pregnant. And her eyes got really big. And she said, how did you know that? And I did not know that. Guys, she didn't look pregnant in any way. I thought there was no chance that she could be pregnant. She was so nervous. I thought this would make her laugh or smile or something like that. It did, uh, but not in the way that I wanted to. I wish I would have known you should never jokingly suggest that a woman is pregnant. Uh, And maybe you already know this, but really never for any reason guess that a woman is pregnant. And if they are pregnant, do not touch their stomach, okay? I know that you want to do not do it. Uh, Last one, don't have time to share the story behind it, uh, but don't say to someone, hey, you doing okay? You look a little tired. Apparently, when you tell somebody that they look tired, they hear, you look horrible. So, uh, but these are a few things that I wish I would have known about talking to women. Uh, But we are in this message series right now called Five Things I Wish I Knew About Following Jesus. Uh, A while back, we asked a group of people who had been following Jesus for a while what they wish they would have known about following him. Like if they could go back and talk to their old self before they had met Jesus, what do they wish they would have known? Last week, Adam shared the first thing, and that was that they will need some help. You can't follow Jesus on your own. You will need some help. And today, uh, we're going to spend our time talking about the second thing that they wish they would have known, and that is, it should be fun. They wish that they would have known that a life following Jesus was fun. Now, uh, this is probably not super hard-hitting at first. Like, it should be fun. Okay, great. Like, I'll try to have fun along the way. Good to know. Uh, But when they said it should be fun... They didn't mean bingo night and bake sales at the church type of fun. They meant actual fun. Like staying out with your friends until two in the morning laughing type of fun. Like going on your dream vacation type of fun. Like cheering for your favorite band, seeing your favorite sports team surrounded by 50,000 other people. Fun, 
real fun, like the type of fun that you can't stop talking about. Now, uh, the dictionary defines fun like this, uh, someone or something that provides delight or enjoyment. Someone or something that provides delight or enjoyment. Jesus once said that he came so that we might have life and have it to the full. And I think that this is what he was talking about by a full life. I think Jesus came so that we might have, part of the reason why Jesus came anyway, is so that we might have a life that we enjoy. Not a perfect life, not a life without problems, but a life filled with things that make us smile. A life filled with things that delight us. A life filled with things that bring us joy. Uh, But the problem is, is that I don't think that that's the type of life that many of us picture when we think about following Jesus. I think when we picture following Jesus, I think a lot of us uh, picture all the things that we can't do, all the lines that we can't cross. Maybe we think about being really serious. Maybe we think about this unexciting, boring life. And that narrative is a problem for a lot of reasons, but the biggest reason is because it's just not true. I'm not saying that there's not boring, unexciting, miserable Christians out there. There definitely are. You and I probably both know know some of them. Uh, But what I'm saying is that there shouldn't be because Jesus wasn't. See, Jesus' life, it was anything but boring. It was anything but stale. Jesus, he lived his life on an adventure. Okay, he went sailing. He traveled around with his friends. He went to parties. Jesus, he brought delight and joy everywhere that he went. Jesus was fun. And a life following him should be fun too. Now, I want to share a story with you. And this story, it was originally told by one of Jesus' closest friends, a man named John. And the story goes like this. Uh, At the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he and his friends went to a wedding. And at this wedding, they celebrated the couple. They ate food. They probably laughed a little bit. They drank some wine. But then uh, something terrible happened. The wedding ran out of wine which is a bummer, of course. Nobody wants to run out of wine. But during that time, running out of wine was way more than a bummer. Running out of wine during that time meant total embarrassment for the couple. Let's take a look at what one commentator said about this situation. He said, rabbis of that day considered wine a symbol of joy. Therefore, to run out of wine would almost have been the equivalent of admitting that neither the guests nor the bride and groom were happy. This was a big deal. Something else that I read, this is so crazy to think about. People could have potentially pressed legal charges against this couple for running out of wine. You can try that the next time you go to a wedding, they have an open bar, and they're like, you ran out of bush light. How dare you? I'm going to sue you. Maybe don't try that. (laughs) But this, this was a big, big problem. And so Jesus' mom, Mary, who was also at this wedding, she came to Jesus, and she told him about the problem. And essentially, Jesus said, okay. Like, what do you want me to do about it? But Jesus, he ended up doing something about it, and he ended up turning about 150 gallons of water into wine, essentially saving the wedding, saving the couple from this embarrassment, and providing really kind of an endless amount of joy, at least according to our definition, wine uh, for this wedding. And at face value, okay, this story, it paints the most spot-on picture of our topic for the day. Following Jesus should be fun. Think about this story. Okay, Jesus went to a wedding. What's more fun than a wedding? A wedding is probably the biggest party many of us will ever throw. And then Jesus and his friends, they're at this wedding so late and so long that the wedding runs out of wine, and then Jesus starts doing party tricks. 
Okay, he turns water into wine. He does this miracle, his first ever miracle, by the way. And for his first ever miracle, he turns 150 gallons of boring, plain old water into this delicious, celebratory wine. Okay, you cannot tell me that Jesus' life was boring. Jesus' life was fun. Again, remember our definition. It's delight and enjoyment. Okay, not a perfect life. Okay, a life following Jesus is not going to be perfect. There will be bumps along the road, but we should still enjoy the ride. So for the rest of our time today, we're going to take a look at this story. We're going to dive deeper into the story because Jesus did three things in this story that you and I can do to make sure that our life following Jesus is fun as well. So let's get started here. Here's the first thing. The first thing is this, live a life that gets you invited to parties. Live a life that gets you invited to parties. So let's jump into the actual verses here for this. This is from John chapter two. It says this, on the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Okay, Jesus was invited. He was invited. Jesus lived his life in such a way that people wanted him at their best moments. Sometimes when we think about Jesus' life, we just think about the miracles, which are obviously amazing. We think about him dying on a cross, being raised back to life, which is, again, incredible. But sometimes we forget that Jesus was just a really good friend. Jesus was the type of man, the type of person that people wanted to be around. You know the type of people you want to be around. They're positive. They encourage you. They ask you questions about your life and actually care about the answer. That's the type of person that Jesus was. Jesus lived a life in such a way that he got invited to parties. He got invited to people's best moments. He was easy to be around. Are you easy to be around? Are you and I easy to be around? Do we care about the people in our life? Do we ask them questions? Do they they ask us to help with some of their biggest issues because they know that we care and they know that we might want to help? Jesus was that friend and Jesus had a lot of fun. See, a life following Jesus, it should be fun for us for sure, but it also should be fun for people around us. So again, what you and I can do, the first thing, live a life that gets us invited to parties, care about people, encourage other people, be positive around people, and we'll have a lot of fun. The next thing that he did that you and I can do is this, know the goal. Know the goal. Let's take a look at the verse again. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, this interaction has always made me do a little bit of a double take, right? So like Jesus' mom comes to him with this issue and Jesus says to his mom, woman, why do you involve me? This would be an interesting thing for me to try the next time my wife asked me to help her with something. It's like, woman, why do you involve me in this? At least he didn't tell her that she has a mom cut. Um, but, but Jesus is doing something here. And here's what's happening. So we don't have a perfect translation for the word woman uh, in this story, uh, but it kind of means lady, like in a courteous way. But it's still important to know, Jesus did not call her mom or mother because he's doing something. He's doing something. He is establishing that he is no longer living his life totally based on his mom's wishes. Instead, he's doing something else. Remember, this is the very start of his ministry. He's starting to think about what God's wishes are. He has God's goals in mind for him, and those goals are bigger than his mom's goals. Now, it should be said that he did end up essentially listening uh, to his mom anyway, so that was probably a good thing. But for us, know the goal. And here it is. A 
life following Jesus should be fun, but the goal is not only fun. The goal is to live a life that attracts other people to Jesus. Okay, you and I, we tell a story with the way that we live our life. And if we tell a boring, stale, uninspiring, unexciting story, nobody is going to want to read it. Okay, I wish I would have known this. And more, more specifically, I wish the people in my life who are Christians, who followed Jesus before me, I wish that they would have known this. Okay, my biggest regret in my life, if I, I have a bunch of them, but if I only had to pick one, my biggest regret is that I didn't choose to follow Jesus sooner. Okay, if I would have known the joy that I would have in my life, if I would have known the peace that I would have in my life, if I would have known the fun that I would have in my life, I would have wanted to do that so much sooner, but I didn't even know that was an option because that was not the story that I was told. That's not the story that I saw from people who called themselves Christians. That's not the story I saw from people who went to church. I saw this boring, stale, unexciting, miserable life, and I didn't want any part of that. I thought life is too short to waste of being bored all the time, so I chase fun. I hung out with people who laughed and smiled. Here's a picture of it to prove it. Um, this, is a, this is a pretty clear picture of what my life was like chasing fun, okay? Uh, this is my friends, Adam and Ryan. And needless to say, we were having a pretty good time. This was, I believe, right around my 21st birthday. Um, if this was not the perfect picture of what my life was like, so under my sweet Hollister button up here, I was wearing this red T-shirt. And on this T-shirt, this, I, I can't make this stuff up. On this T-shirt, it read, you can retake a class but you can't relive a party, okay? So that was the type of life that I was living. I was shooting for fun, and I hit it, okay? I was shooting for fun, and I hit it. I had fun, but the problem is I didn't have peace. I had fun, but I didn't have joy in my life. I had fun, but when my head hit the pillow at night, I didn't have rest. I didn't have fun, or I had fun, but I was missing a very big something. And that's the whole point of this message. This is the whole point of why we're talking about this today. We all want fun. Okay, we all want our life filled with things that we enjoy. We all want to chase the things that get us really, really excited. We all want to laugh with our friends till two in the morning, have a blast with our life. But we also want joy in our life. We also want peace in our life. We also want rest in our life. And the thing about this is, is that when we follow Jesus, we don't have to sacrifice one for the other. When we follow Jesus, we get both. We get fun, but we also get joy, and we also get peace, and we also get hope in our lives. Now, some of you might be thinking, I'm not sure this sounds right. Like, so what you're saying is, like, just kind of do whatever you want with your life, do whatever feels right, and then add a little bit Jesus, and then you'll be good? No, that's, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. When we decide to follow Jesus, our life will change. Okay, when we start to follow Jesus, we start to read our Bible, we start to pray. God, he will convict us of things. He will ask us to remove things from our life. We're not gonna go out and get hammered every night anymore. We're not gonna run people through the mud anymore. We're gonna start being kinder to people. Our life is going to change. But our life doesn't get worse. Okay, when God convicts us of things, when he asks us to take things out of our lives, our life actually ends up getting better. Because he replaces those things with things that are better for us. Things that actually bring real joy to our life, real fun to our life. So for us, again, know the goal. 
Live a life that attracts other people to Jesus. There's so much on the line here. People are chasing the wrong stuff. You and I, we chase the wrong stuff. Know the goal. Live a life that attracts other people to Jesus. When you follow Jesus, you don't have to sacrifice. The life that he wants for us, it's so much better. That brings us to the last thing uh, that we can learn from our story, and that is this. Don't settle for imitations. Don't settle for imitations. Let's take a look back into our story here in the verses. It says, Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water so that they, so they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out, take it to the master of the banquet. They did so and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you, you have saved the best till now. Now I mentioned earlier that wine during that time represented joy. And we, we may not say that it does today, but I think for a lot of us, I think it still does. We may not say it out loud, but if we're hanging out with a group of people and somebody brings out the drinks, we probably think in our mind, okay, now the fun really begins. Now the joy really begins. There are certain things that we experience in this life that we think are the real fun, are the real stuff that's going to make us happy. Maybe it's a new house, maybe it's a new car, maybe it's a renovation, okay, maybe it's a trip, a vacation, something like that. But there are certain things that we think about that we think will really make us happy, that are the real thing. And for the couple in this story, it was the wine. It was the wine. They thought the wine was the thing that was going to fix everything. Remember, this, this meant social embarrassment for them in a way that was so undescribable during that time. It was a huge deal. Legal charges could have been pressed against them. They wanted this wine so badly. But what Jesus did, what Jesus did when he turned that water to wine was so much more than saving them from social embarrassment. He had those servants fill those jars to the brim. More wine, more joy than they could ever know what to do with. And then when they took that transformed water that had been turned into wine, when they brought it to the master of the banquet, he said, this isn't just wine. This is the best wine. This wine that represented joy, this wine that represented total restoration for the couple, represented everything that they could ever need. It wasn't only good, it was the best And in this moment, Jesus is telling you and me that a life following him is not only fun, it's the best. He's telling you and I that all the stuff that we chase in our life, it doesn't measure up to him. It's only a cheap imitation. Listen to what one commentator said about this. He said, Jesus brought many things into the world that the world always had, yet overtopped them in all worth and excellence. There was love and joy and kindness in the world before Jesus, but it was a different kind altogether after Jesus. There is joy in this life, to be sure. There's fun in this life. But Jesus, he came to bring a completely new life. This miracle in our story, it was never about the wine. It was only ever about the wine maker. 
Okay, the wine wasn't the thing that was best. It was Jesus. And we've been talking about wine a bunch today, but if you think that this story is about the wine, you are mistaken. A life with Jesus is the thing that is best. I love what this, this banquet master said. He was like, usually people like, usually people send out the best first, but you saved the best till now. It's almost like the, 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 the master of the banquet was like, I wish I knew. I wish I would have known about this. I would have used it so much sooner. And for us, don't be like the banquet master. Now we know a life following Jesus is what's best. Don't settle for imitations. Don't settle for stuff that is less than Jesus. He is the best. A life following him should be fun. But Jesus, Jesus is what makes it the best. So one more time, a life following Jesus should be fun. And the three things that we can do to make sure that it is, live a life that gets you invited to parties. Know the goal. Live a life that attracts other people to Jesus. And finally, don't settle for imitations. And when you and I do this, we get to have a bunch of fun along the way, but we also get to live a life that's not only better, but it's the best. Better than we could ever imagine. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this story. I thank you for the picture that this story tells us right now, right exactly where we are, that the things that we're chasing, if it's not you, it's not anything. It's an imitation of joy. It's an imitation of fun. It's an imitation of what we want. What Jesus has for us is best. Lord, would you teach us that that's real? Would Jesus enter into our hearts and our minds in such a way that we would know that a life with him is not only fun, but the best? God, would you teach us the things that we need to replace? Would you teach us the things that we need to get rid of, Lord, and replace them with you and the things that you have for our lives, God? Thank you for not wanting us to live a boring and stale life, God. Thank you for helping us to live a life on an adventure. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at imembrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.